Today's scripture is Exodus The Lord said to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, This month shall mark for you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year for you. Tell the whole congregation of Israel that on the tenth of this month they are to take a lamb for each family, a lamb for each household. If a household is too small for a whole lamb, it shall join its closest neighbor in obtaining one. The lamb shall be divided in proportion to the number of people who eat it. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a year-old male. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats. You shall keep it until the fourteenth day of this month. Then the whole assembled congregation of Israel shall slaughter it at twilight. They shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and the lintel of the houses in which they eat it. They shall eat the lamb that same night. They shall eat it roasted over the fire with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. Do not eat it raw or boiled in water, but roast it over fire with its head, legs, and inner organs. You shall not let none of it remain until the morning. Anything that remains until the morning, you shall burn. This is how you shall eat it. Your sandals on your feet or your tennis shoes. Not everybody wears sandals, but you get the message. Um, and your staff in your hand. And you shall not eat it quickly. It is the Passover of the Lord. For I will pass through the land of Egypt that night, and I will strike down every firstborn in the land of Egypt, both human beings and animals. On, on all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgments. I am the Lord. The blood shall be a sign for you on the houses. Where you live, when, when I see the blood, I will pass over you, and no plague shall destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. Fourteen. Wait, no, I don't say that. <laughs> this day shall be a day of remembrance. You shall celebrate it as a festival to the Lord. Throughout your generations, you shall observe it as perpetual ordinance. Or these are sacred stories. Thanks Thank be to God. Exodus 22. This day shall be a day of remembrance for you, and you shall celebrate it as a festival to the Lord throughout your generations. You shall observe it as a perpetual ordinance. Luke 22. Then came the day of unleavened bread, on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. So Jesus sent Peter and John, saying, Go and prepare the Passover meal for us, that we may eat it together. When the hour came, he took his place at the table, and the apostles with him. He said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took the cup, and after giving thanks for it, he said, Take this, and divide it among yourselves. For I tell you that from now on I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. Then he took a loaf of bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this 
in remembrance of me. This day shall be a day of remembrance for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Remember, remember, bring together, recall, hold it all together, remember. In addition to the sacred stories from Exodus and Luke, I invite you into the sacred story of the Lion King. Perhaps you've seen the Disney movie or the Broadway show. Perhaps you only know the Lion King through your knowledge of Hamlet. It is, in essence, the same story. I'm thinking of the Disney movie. There's a scene where Rafiki, who is a mandrel and the shaman of the Pride Lands, comes upon Simba. Simba is a lion. Simba has left the Pride Lands believing that he is at fault for his father Mufasa's death. Mufasa was the king of the Pride Lands. When Rafiki, the shaman, encounters Simba, he asks, Who are you? And Simba replies, I thought I knew, but now I'm not sure. And Rafiki says, Well, I know who you are. You're Mufasa's boy. Simba, you knew my father? Correction, I know your father. Simba, I hate to tell you this, but he died a long time ago. Nope, wrong again. He's alive, and I'll show him to you. You follow old Rafiki. I know the way. Come on. And they run through a maze of branches and roots and vines and trees, reeds, to a pond where Rafiki tells Simba to look over the edge into the grass-like water. When Simba does, he sees his reflection. You see, he lives in you. And then Simba hears his father's voice say, Simba, you have forgotten me. You have forgotten who you are, and so you have forgotten me. Look inside yourself, Simba. You are more than you've become. You must take your place in the circle of life. Remember who you are. Remember who you are. You are my son. Remember. Jesus shares a Passover meal with his disciples and asks us to remember. As often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, remember me. Sometimes remembering the past is painful. We've all done things we regret. We've all made mistakes. All of us have had things done to us. We've been betrayed. We've been abused. The past is full of pain, but also joy. Remembering is not about reliving old trauma. It's not about sitting full of shame or, or regret. Remembering is about knowing that there's more than pain. There's joy too, there's hope, there's a future. After hearing his father's voice, Simba tells Rafiki, I know what I have to do, but going back to the Pride Lands means I'll have to face my past, and I've been running from it for so long. Then Rafiki hits Simba on the back of the head with his staff. 
Simba says, what's that for? Rafiki replies, it doesn't matter, it's in the past. <laughs> yeah, but it still hurts. Rafiki, oh yes, the past can hurt. But the way I see it, you can either run from it or learn from it. Remember and learn. Remember who you are. This day shall be a day of remembrance for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Remember. Remember and learn and grow. Jesus was sharing a Passover meal with his disciples. Communion was Passover before Jesus took the bread and cup, blessed and shared them. I do think it's helpful to note that the original Passover was not a Seder meal. The Seder ritual that we think of as practiced today didn't exist in the time of Jesus. It was only fully developed by the rabbis in the years following the destruction of the temple, so not until around 70 CE, so at least two generations after Jesus. So Jesus wasn't sharing a Seder meal, but I'd like us to think about one component of modern Seder meals, which is often they share relevant political and social justice themes they incorporate modern sources of oppression into their discussion of Passover. So it's not only the telling of the oppression and then freedom of the Hebrew people, but also the telling of those who are still oppressed, still enslaved, still facing injustices. Why do we do this? Why is this important? Why do our Jewish siblings talk about modern oppression when they're telling the story of the Hebrew people being freed? Why? Because we're not all free yet. The struggle for freedom is far from over. And one way we work for change is we tell the story. Remembering is storytelling. But storytelling can't just be happily ever after. It's not just good news. We need to be reminded of failures and mistakes, reminded of challenges as well as triumphs. We need courage, yes, but also compassion and empathy. Jesus and his disciples shared a Passover meal, a meal of unleavened bread, a meal that remembered the flight of the formerly enslaved Hebrew people out of oppressive Egypt. That original meal, though, cannot be separated from trauma. The plagues culminating in the deaths of all the firstborn of Egypt. The plagues were traumatic. Diseases and rivers of blood and destruction of crops and now mass killing. This is trauma. Regardless of what really happened oh so long ago, telling the story and imagining the story invites us. It invites us to connect with our own experiences of injustice, of storms, of loss of livelihood, of death. If we only hear this story as a triumph for the Hebrew people, we're not listening. Yes, the Hebrew people are finally free and they've watched their neighbors suffer, and they've suffered along with them. Remember.
remember. Remember who you are. Our remembering helps us face our own joys and sorrows. We've known difficult days. We've known joyful days. We are a resilient people. And so we remember and we tap into empathy and compassion. We remember and we keep working for justice and freedom, for love and peace. We remember and we refuse to give up on the dream of a realm of God where all are welcomed and cared for and cherished. So this day, this World Communion Sunday, we remember, we name, we hold together once again the complete and whole, the complete and whole community, the suffering and the triumph, the pain and the joy. We remember who we are. Who are we? We are the children of divine love. We are held tight in the embrace of a long story of life and love, of compassion and failure, of joy and sorrow. Memory is crucial to our identity. Simba needs to remember his father in order to be the noble lion he's meant to be. We need to remember our belonging in the realm of God in order to be the good that we're called to be. For memory and story to do their job, to be complete, it must be all of it, pain and joy, all of it. And so this Sunday, remember that you are not alone. You are part of a love that stretches around the world and encompasses all places and all time. And this all-encompassing love, it welcomes us, each one of us, to this communion table. Following our hymn, everyone is invited for a meal of wine, water, and bread, up front or outside. If you're joining us virtually, use the hymn time as a chance to get some bread and wine and water. And then everyone is welcome to come and eat and come and drink. Remember who you are. You are a child of God. You are always, always welcome to this table. You exactly you.